start tonight is a series on, and, and I kind of titled it, Why Not? And the heart behind it is we're going to unpack each week reasons why uh, people either are leaving Christianity or why they don't want anything to do with Christianity in the first place, okay? Um, now, uh, I, I think oftentimes when um, there's something that makes us uncomfortable or something we don't like about ourselves, what do we do? Let's, come on. I mean, we're, you know, we're a small group tonight. You guys, let's go. Let's go. Come on. All right. What do you do? Oh, wow. Look at that. Yay. The staff is here. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we like hide it, don't we? We hide it. We, uh, we avoid it right? Like, like we all avoid our flaws. We try to hide it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like um, when it comes to the clothing that we wear, what do we do? We try it on. Why do we try it on? We want to see how it fits. And ultimately what we're hoping when, it, when, it, when we like evaluate, does it fit is usually does it hide what I want hidden? right? Does it help make my, does it hide my flaws, right? That, that's oftentimes a lot what we're looking for when it comes to clothing, uh, when, it, when it comes to like getting ourselves uh, ready, uh, or, or even like when you think about, my wife does hair, so when, when you think about like getting a haircut, uh, sometimes a motivation for our haircut is how do I hide this situation or my head is shaped a certain way? How do I make it so people don't notice that, right? <laughs> Um, these are conversations, I mean, I've, I've heard them, okay? Uh, I've heard these conversations, right? So they happen. Um, and, and it's really interesting as, um, as, as you get older, and, man, I found, now I sound old, but uh, uh, anyway, one of the things that, that I do now is I, I find that I pay attention to things that like are making me either feel or, or I go, I'm looking older, like, I look in the mirror totally different now. Like, I'm looking for wrinkles and things that I never used to pay attention to. Um, because I, I'm not trying to embrace getting older. I'm trying to fight it for all I'm worth. Like, that's been my, you know, process. So, not a healthy one, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. So, um, anyway, but I, I think overall, we try to hide, we try to cover things up that make us uncomfortable. When it comes to reasons why people want nothing to do with Christianity or why uh, we start, or when it comes to our doubts and things or interactions, experiences that we've had that ultimately starts to take us away from it. Or maybe you're here tonight and you're like, I'm completely out of it. Uh, I am just here because I'm curious. Or I'm interested in, are you going to address this or maybe that? But I think that uh, for, for us, when it comes to Christianity as a whole and, and people leaving or, or people avoiding it and not wanting anything to do with it, we tend to not speak to it. Uh, right? Like, like we, we all, honestly, we tend to kind of just avoid those things and, and just speak to Christians, empowering, encouraging them, and all of that. And yet, I find more and more people are wrestling with, and statistics prove this, wrestling with walking away. They're wrestling either with walking away or in our post-Christian culture, they're like, I don't want to engage with it anyway. Like, I don't want anything to do with it. 
Okay, and so, and so that's what we're dealing with. And so what we want to do is we don't want to avoid, we don't want to hide these things that are uncomfortable or flaws, whether it's with Christianity and we go as a whole, or ultimately when we talk about these things, you're going to see yourself if you're a Christian. Like there's just, it's unavoidable. Like tonight our topic is hypocrisy uh, and, and there's no way we can talk about hypocrisy and you go, oh, that's good for all of them to hear, right? Like that's, that's the tendency, but that's, that's absolutely one, it's impossible, okay? Um, but so we're gonna address these things each week um, and, and Brad actually is gonna speak next week on, on community. And so I'm really excited to, uh, about that. You're gonna be really blessed uh, by <laughs> that. But one of the, maybe the most common uh, thing that I hear from, from students uh, when I am on campus, whether I'm connecting with people that are curious, uh, have no relationship with God, have no desire with God, or people that uh, have grown up in the church. This is a very, very common, maybe the most common thing that we end up talking about when it comes to their struggle. And it is... Uh, not Jesus, it is other Christians. And what is it? It's the hypocrisy that they've seen or experienced, right? It's, it's they've been around so many Christians who say one thing and yet they do uh, something completely different. Um, and, and, and the various instances where we can see this play out is, is I think, a, an easy one is how someone behaves in a church environment uh, and they act a certain way. And then when they're in a different environment that, let's say, is not churched, they, it's like a switch and they turn into somebody else. Right? That's a very common one among uh, Christians that I hear about, that I've observed. Um, or, or they act one way around, let's say they have Christian friends, and they act one way around Christian friends, but all of a sudden when they're around a different set of friends, they completely uh, change and, and honestly turn into a, a whole uh, another uh, person. And this, this happens with, with friendships, Okay, so, so we see this with friendships. You guys have experienced this. Some of you have maybe been that person uh, or you know that person uh, where it, it's like they literally, they transform, right, into somebody else based upon the environment they're in and they're really good. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're really good at, at wearing that Christian card, uh, putting on that shirt, praying, sounding like the right thing. Maybe you're good around your parents and you can play that card. But in other environments, it's like you change into somebody totally different and you've seen this in people. And, and what's really dangerous is some of you had somebody like that in, in your life and they actually brought you to like church. Like, like sometimes it's someone and, 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 and you were a little bit like, really? Like that's a part of your life and still you went with it and yet they're somebody totally different. We see this a lot in dating as well. Okay, in dating relationships where, where you meet someone, and let's say you meet someone in a church environment at a church, uh, some kind of, I don't know, church thing, church function, Christian function, and, and, and you make automatic assumptions about each other, right? And, 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 you know, it's a spiritual environment, you know, and so, and so you're, you're, you're making assumptions, and then also you're speaking at the language of a Christian, and then all of a sudden, you find yourself alone somewhere in an apartment, and all of a sudden, things are happening that in no way align with what you say you believe. 
or you're at a party and all of a sudden what you say you believe and what leads your life, it's not leading your life. And so these are things that, that happen a lot. And I think ultimately, too, where we see it is Christian leaders, um, pastors who have influenced people, we've seen over and over again where there's been hypocrisy in their lives. And it hurts, and it wounds, um, and, um, and it causes a lot of people either to turn away, or if it's a headline, it causes them to go, yep, that is Christianity. If I could sum it all up, that's what it is. It's a bunch of people pretending to have the spiritual encounter, uh, and yet at the end of the day, that's not really what's going on in their heart. They're just like me, you know? Um, and, and I hear this. I hear this all the time. Okay, um, and so these are all individuals that that are are hurt because someone has said they're passionate about Jesus and yet their words or actions demonstrate uh, the opposite. Now, this this topic is a big one for me personally because I grew up as a as a PK, uh, and what that is, if you don't know, that's a pastor's kid. Okay, so uh, and I've shared this before. So I grew up where the when the lights of the church went on, I was there, right? I was there at the start, and I would be there at the end, and and so like I was there a lot in church environments. And one of the things that that was a byproduct of that, and having both of my parents involved, uh, was they. Uh, they would come home, and, and, and it was very clear they were upset, or they would talk about situations that was happening in the church, different people. And one of the things when I look back uh, with my parents is they did not do a good job keeping those things uh, at the church. They would bring them home, and then they would talk about them in front of us. And, and, and so I remember at an early age knowing things about certain people that you don't know how to process at an early age. Right? Like, I don't know how to process that, that these two people who are acting like they love each other, he's having an affair on her. I don't know how to process that. I don't know how to process this person that I see uh, on Sundays worshiping, and I know they're in all these different addictions and, and all these other things are going on, right? So, um, or these people that are like bad-mouthing my parents, and I'm like this kid, and I'm like, what, why would you do that? You know, it's like confusing to me. And so just like the door is for him. So, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where at an early age, I did not know how to work through that. Like I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And so ultimately what happened, uh, is I slowly saw myself go into this space where Christianity was this almost like performance. It was like this thing that you, you get nice, you dress up, and you say the right things, you pray, you have the right posture, you encourage people, you tell them you're going to pray for them, and then the rest of your life doesn't really matter. That's just what I observed. And what was so tough is I, I not only saw that uh, in just everyday lives of people that attended, but I saw it in like the pastors at the church. And I saw things and heard them say and do things. And, and it was just really tough and it was really confusing. And ultimately, um, going into my high school year, uh, I was like, I want nothing to do with Christianity. And so would I still show up? Yep. But I, nothing. There was nothing that I wanted. I, I never hung out with Christians and I wanted nothing to do with it. 
Okay, and, and ultimately, when I look back and I go, man, what really led to this negative bend that I had towards Christians, Christianity, it was the hypocrisy that I saw, that I experienced, uh, and, and ultimately, it hurt me. Like, when I look back and think of some of those things, like, it hurt. Um, and, and so that was really tough for me to, uh, to get through, to work through on my uh, own. And so I, I, I see this a lot. I see this a lot in maybe some of you grew up in like a Christian home, very, very uh, controlled environment, and you just saw things, right, that, that, that were just really tough to process. Maybe some of you, that's not your story. Maybe you came into it way late, and, and you're one that experienced Jesus like, like three weeks ago, and you are just like ready to charge the hill. Okay? And then all of a sudden, uh, as you're excited and you're surrounding yourself with other, other people that, that are excited as well, you start to see things and, and, you, and you go, wait, what? You're, how does that? And it honestly is confusing. And, and, and honestly, it leads to hurt. Like you are, are hurt. And, 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 and so I, and I've seen this one a lot as well. And so, and so ultimately what I see a lot of people go into when it comes to Christianity and their approach to it is it's almost like they're waiting for it to prove that it is hypocritical. Right? It's almost like they're waiting. In fact, when I first got here six years ago, it was crazy. I was meeting with people to just like get to know people. And it was, it was like I would meet people and it was like some of them by how they talk, they're like waiting for me to let them down. And I was just like, wow, that was, a, that was an encouraging meeting. Like, wow, they're so hopeful here, you know? Uh, but it was almost like, it was almost like, when are you going to let me down? And, and, and it was just kind of really, it, it was like, man, like these people are wounded. Like what is going on, you know? And, and so I, I remember walking through that, you guys. And, and, and I think so many of us come and we're, we're hesitant because there's a posture of they're going to let me down. I, I, I've seen this before. I, I, I've, I've felt this way before. And yet I've been let down by these very people who say this or present themselves in this way. And guys, here's what I tell people. If that's what you're waiting for and expecting, you will, it will happen. Like, it will happen. And I think that's the message we don't want to ever talk about. But guys, that's, that's the truth. Um, if you're waiting, if, if, you, if you think, like, uh, I'm not going to let, I'm going to let you down. Like, I'm going to let you down. 100%. Okay? Like, like I just will. Guys, there, there's so many times uh, in, in my life uh, that my actions, my words don't reflect my beliefs. And it happens. It happens daily, unfortunately. And guys, that, that honestly, it happens to everybody. But um, I, I think one of the things that is so tough is just this reality that, we, one, we're, we're all hypocrites. Like all of us at different points in times in our life where you're here and you're Christian or not, you're a hypocrite right? There, there's, there's all of us, there's times where our actions, our words don't align with what we say we believe. And so we, we, we all do it. We're all guilty of that. And, and, and so if that's true, and if we know that's true, why, and I want to speak to you if you're a Christian here, why do we act like it's not true? Why, why do we act like it's not? And I think therein lies this problem when it comes to Christianity throughout, I would say, the last 20, 30 years. See, I think historically, when we look back and where we're at today, there's been a massive chasm or gap in 
transparency when it comes to Christianity. There's been a huge gap with honesty when it comes to Christianity. A huge gap in humility when it comes to Christianity. And, and to me, you know what it points back to, uh, which is a really interesting thought, at least it was for myself, is it points back to a lack of understanding and embracing of sanctification. Okay, now, what is sanctification, right? What, what in the world is that word? Sanctification is the process of becoming more like God. That's what sanctification is. It's, it's, it's the process of growth into becoming more like Jesus and taking on the characteristics that defined him. And, 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 and I look at our, our lack of understanding of that and our lack of embracing that process uh, as one of our uh, main uh, maybe the main issue here. And, and, and look at what scripture says about, about this whole process called sanctification. In John 17, 17, uh, it says, sanctify them in the truth. Okay, this is Jesus. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Hebrews 10, 14, it says, for by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are, it says, being active, being sanctified. Philippians 1, 6, it says, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ. And then John 15, 1 through 4, it says, and this is Jesus talking again, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, it says he prunes. He prunes it that it may be more fruitful. Okay, pruning, that's a process, isn't it? Is it like an enjoyable process? No. And then it says, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch, and this is huge, cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me, it says. Okay, so by its very definition, this whole sanctification uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a process, it's a, it's a journey, and what else do we see? It's a work that only the Spirit can do in your life. In other words, you can't sanctify yourself, okay? Um, now, I think where we get hung up and where this whole, like, hypocrisy thing comes in is, and I see this happening, is we, we misunderstand that, and how we misunderstand is we look at Jesus and we go, he lived perfectly, right? So Jesus lived perfectly. And what we fail to do is uh, when we look at him, we get hung up on how perfect he lived. And we actually start to look at him as the Pharisees did. We start to actually look at his life from a perspective of a Pharisee and we stop looking at it and going, what are the reasons behind what he's doing here? Okay, so in other words, we get so caught up when we read Jesus' life on, on, on how perfect he was, how he never sinned, how he never made a mistake. And so we start to look at him and we actually start to evaluate him. And then we start to actually compare ourselves and our journey and the expectations in our life. And, and we go, we got to be perfect, 
And, and, and we're looking at all of these outward things that the Pharisees were judging Jesus off of. We start to judge him off of those things. And we actually start to lose all of the intent and, and, and the why, the reason behind how he lived and why he lived. And here's what's even more dangerous. We have a verse to back up this view, right? Matthew 5, 48, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, right? So there it is. So now, all of a sudden, that becomes my, my life verse, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm set out trying to do that, right? I'm, 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 I've literally set this bar of, of being perfect, but my understanding of, of being perfect uh, is all outward. It's all actions. It's all looking and sounding the right way. Uh, and, and, and ultimately, you cannot measure up to that. Like, you cannot measure up. And you'll find that out, right, rather quickly. In fact, the whole law in the Old Testament was designed for you to, sh to, to see that you could not do it, right? It was to draw you to the place where you understood you needed a Savior to do for yourself what you couldn't do, okay? And so what happens is we get so caught up, be perfect as, as I am perfect. And so all of, us, all of a sudden we're like, okay, and, and so Jesus is my example. And, and I honestly, I think it comes from um, an honest misunderstanding. Because I've never met someone that I've led to the Lord and then them tell me, you know, I want to be a hypocrite. Like, I really want to embrace that walk. You know, I want to go down that road and man, I want to sound, I want to, I want to look the part. And then I want my life to just be the opposite. I've never met someone that said that, right? So I got to believe this happens based upon some things getting twisted. And I think when I really evaluate it, it's this perspective of Jesus uh, where we're looking at the outward, we're looking at the, the perfectionism in him and, and we get caught up in trying to, in trying to measure up to that. And then we, we totally ignore what he says later. In Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Okay, are, are, are you hearing that? So, so it's impossible, okay? Um, but what happens is this. We, we pretend that we can do it. So we pretend that we can do it without running to Jesus for our sanctification. And what this, ha what this leads to is it ultimately leads to us trying to measure up to this standard on our own. There's no dependency. There's no understanding of the, the fact that, that he says, this is a work that I do in you. And so now it's on me. I'm wearing the expectations. I'm trying to be perfect because he is perfect. And, 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 and so I'm, I'm stuck in this cycle of, of trying to present something and demonstrate something that ultimately I start seeing in my own life isn't even true, but now I feel like I have to keep measuring up. So I have to just keep presenting it. I have to keep presenting it. I have to keep making it look like it's uh, real. And why do you feel the weight of doing that? Your pride. My pride doesn't let me address my hypocrisy. My pride says, keep putting up the front. You can still do it. You can still do it. You can still do it. Guys, pride is all about you, right? It's making it about me. And the reality is when that happens, you have bypassed the humility road, which is the road that sanctification starts with. It's the reality of God. I cannot do this. Okay, so when I think of hypocrisy, and how it starts and how it grows, it comes from this attitude of how I look at Jesus and then also how I view myself, 
right? And, and, and the self is the component that just starts to grow exponentially and you lose all humility. And humility at its core is just dependent on Jesus. It's, it's dependency, right? I mean, that's humility. Um, and so this leads us into a walk, into a journey where we start to become unapproachable, right? We start to become arrogant. We start to become prideful. Uh, we start to be uh, uh, ungracious with, with others and unmerciful, and it leads us into becoming the very people that Jesus was against and who he warned his followers not to become, which was who? The Pharisees, right? I mean, you guys, if you want the poster child for hypocrisy, it's the Pharisees. I mean, they... they, they they were the best at it, right? The scribes, the rulers, the, the, the religious elite in Jesus' day. And, and in Matthew chapter 23, Matthew 23 is like literally Jesus, the whole chapter just destroys the Pharisees. Like it's just one after another. And, and, and in Matthew chapter 23, I'll read verse 27 and then I'll look at verses one through five. But in Matthew 23, 27, Jesus says this, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And this is an exclamation. He's looking at him when he says this. You're hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. And then he, he says this uh, at the very beginning of, of Matthew 23. It says, it says, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses's seat. Okay, in other words, they're making themselves out to be the, to have the authority of Moses in your life, right? He says, so do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. For they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. You're like, what was that word? Phylacteries. <laughs> like you, you, you lost the whole section there because I said that word, right? Phylacteries. Now, now here's what's crazy about phylacteries uh, when you study uh, Hebrew, okay? Um, it's actually amazing. So there are these little leather boxes, okay? These little boxes or wooden boxes. And, and they would put little pieces of parchment that were Old Testament, little verses from like Exodus, Deuteronomy. They put them in there, okay? And what they would do when they'd have this time of prayer is they would either, and this is going to look and sound weird, but it, it actually does, but they would wear it on their head, the leather strap, and then they would on their left arm, right around their elbow, also wear one. And what they were doing is they were making the straps that held that little box, they were making them larger than everyone else's. So that, they're, so that they appeared more holy, more righteous. So their box and everything, they were making all of it look bigger so that people thought they were more spiritual, right? So they wanted everyone to, to look at them. And, and, and believe me, they wanted people to notice and they wanted people to acknowledge and they wanted people to, to believe that they had it all together, right? And Jesus is literally calling them out. I mean, he's calling their heart out. He's calling what they're wearing, right? Like, I mean, he is just like, everything about you is a lie. 
Don't be like them. They are like whitewashed tombs. They look great on the outside. On the inside, it is a mess. And so Jesus condemns them. He condemns that ideology, that philosophy, that way of living, that way of approaching him, that way of of looking at God. Jesus condemns that more than absolutely anything else. Okay? I mean, the language he uses there is, is like, I mean, it's graphic. I mean, like when you go through it all, like you're like, Jesus said that? Can he say that? Yeah, he's God. He's perfect, right? Um, and, and so he said, uh, and, and, and so the, these are who he went after. And so here's the reality. If you are here right now and you've been wounded by people who are that, and some of you have, right? I mean, I have been. And you're wounded by people who have presented something, who have sounded appealing, they've sounded spiritual, they invested in your life, and maybe some great things happened in your life. Maybe you trusted them. And, and, and ultimately, things either came out, or you started to realize some things, or you saw some things, and you are hurt. You are wounded. You're mad. Here's what I want to tell you. Jesus condemns them. He condemns that. This is not, and that is not his desire for Christianity. Okay? He, he modeled a different way. Right? He modeled a different way. And so my goal right now, for those of you uh, that, that have been on this journey, is you have to ask yourself through the hurt, through the pain, is it because of a person or is it because of the teachings of Jesus? And you have to try to look at those two things and see them both for what they are. Because in this case, this is somebody who is not aligning with Jesus. This is somebody that is outside of everything Jesus is and everything Jesus cares about. Every, the reasons why Jesus did what he did, said what he said. Uh, these are the people that he spoke against. And yet our problem is, for some of us that are wounded or hurt, is we're, we're still looking at it like Jesus is, is attached to them. And, and you're allowing that view to pull you away from Christianity when Jesus has always been against that Christianity. So that's not me. That's not Christianity. And so what you have to be able to do is, is, is be able to, to look at this and get to the place, and this is what I had to do in my own journey. I had to get to the place where it was no longer about these people, and, and I had to just go, wait, but I'm just going to study Jesus. I'm going to live in that lane, and I'm going to evaluate it for that. And what I saw was an, an incre- perfect and holy and loving God who spoke against that. And, and, and so he, uh, he, he desires something different. He modeled uh, something uh, different. And so is your problem with Christianity, is it a person? Is it a person? Or is it what you know to be true about Christianity? But you also need to know that, and this is a tough one, none of us are above it, Right? In fact, in 1 Corinthians uh, 15 says, um, he literally, Paul 
says, take heed lest you fall. And what he's talking about there is pay attention. If you're not paying attention to your own life, you are already actively falling into the same trap. Take heed lest you follow. And, and, and so here, here's, here's the thing, guys. We all are, are at different points in time, we're going to be hypocrites. We just are. And that doesn't like encourage you in your hurt, but you also need to know that that there is nobody, if you're going to keep looking to a person as the basis for your belief in Jesus, no person is going to measure up. Okay? I don't care what leader at our church, uh, at any church that you go to, that person will let you down. They just will. I promise you they will because they just can't measure up. And we're all hypocrites at different points in time. Um, I, I follow... I guess I don't want really to follow, but uh, these, these climbers, I kind of follow them. Um, you know, I, 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 climbers to me are just fascinating. Uh, they're like a separate species. And, and, and I just, I love it. I love the challenges that they do and, 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 and their motivations and their climbing. And it was really, really interesting um, because one of the climbers that I really love, uh, he's big on, uh, you know, um, protecting the environment, you know, and, and being a climate activist and, and all of this and being very intentional uh, about like, uh, and responsible in what he eats and, put in his, and puts in his body. And, and it's just crazy. Like, um, he, this dude, I was, I was just, I don't know, this was like maybe a year or two ago. I was, I was like, I was watching it. I was looking at what he accomplished and it was like insane. No one had done it. And I'm reading it. And all of a sudden, like, how many of you guys, like when you get on social media, you look at the comments, like you're only on social media right now then for the comments, right? Uh, you're like, man, I wonder what somebody is going to say about this, right? And so, so I started reading the comments and this dude is just getting blasted by people saying, I cannot believe you got in a plane. Like, I cannot believe you rode a plane. Like, after all you say, all you do, I cannot believe you did that. And then, and then, like, it was a picture of them celebrating and eating and all of, all of these people that are anti-meat were like literally just destroying him for having a cheeseburger. Like, and I'm not even being funny about that. It was like, it was brutal. And, 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 and it was crazy. He actually like, and I was like, man, just leave it alone. Um, these people are crazy. But he, he responded with another climber who's famous. And, and they just said, you know what? We do, we really try to be intentional. We really try to live a certain way. But, it, but you know what? There are times we need to fly to get to places. And so we do that. And, and you know what? If, if there's certain times that we want to enjoy a cheeseburger together, you know what? We're going to do that. And what was crazy about his response was, we're going to be a hypocrite at different points in time. And, and, and these, this, is, this is like, I mean, some of these guys are so disciplined, so disciplined. And yet he's literally responding to all these people like, no, I'm going to be a hypocrite at different points in time. And, 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 and you're going to have to deal with it. It was essentially his response. And it just reminded me how every single one of us at different places in our life, we're hypocrites. We just are. And so if there's somebody on a pedestal, you guys, and you're gauging and judging your relationship with Jesus off of them, that's idolatry, and they're never going to measure up. Because we all are hypocrites, okay? So that is a huge point uh, that, I, that I want to make uh, tonight. Um, and hopefully this gives you some grace, <laughs> honestly. Um, but maybe this also encourages uh, 
some of you to open your heart up to Christianity again. Uh, Maybe some of you tonight are actively living in a hypocritical way behind the scenes. Okay, maybe maybe tonight uh, Jesus is just like, I see you. I see you. Like, I see you. It's so interesting how we think we can like, you know, turn things on, off, go different ways, pretend we're something in that. Guys, Jesus sees it all. And, and so maybe tonight is, is asking, how do I stop and change course from doing this? Because I'll tell you what, if you are a Jesus follower and you are actively living in a hypocritical way, you are not okay inside. Like that is a universal truth. You know why? Because you have the spirit of God living inside of you and he's gonna make it so you don't feel okay. Right? So there's gonna be tension. So, so when I'm hypocritical, you guys, the Spirit of God convicts me. It may, not, it, it may take me a while to figure it out, uh, but he does, right? And, and here's, what, here's the encouragement for us. In Matthew 23, 23, 12, as he's lighting up these Pharisees, this is what Jesus says, and this is so good. This is, this is what we have to embrace. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And so here's the, you guys, you want to you stay away from this hypocrisy? You have to humble yourself before the Lord. You have to humble yourself. You have to admit you can't do it. And you have to admit that I need God in order for this process and this journey to be effective. I cannot do it on my own. Okay? Like sanctification cannot take place without him. And what this will do, if this is your posture, if this is your heart, if this is your decision, you will become more approachable, you will be more humble, you will be more honest with people, and you will be transparent with people. Why? Because it's no longer about you anymore. You have humbled yourself so that God can be exalted in you. And so you now no longer feel the pressure or the need to present something because now you're not fixated like the Pharisees on all these outward things of Jesus' life. Now you're focused on the why and the reason and you're consumed with it and it excites you and you're seeing him shift and change your own life in a way that honors and reflects him. And what you start to embrace is no longer me, 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 but literally as John the Baptist says, he must increase, I must decrease. And as you get on that train, that train will keep you away from hypocrisy. It will not take you to hypocrisy. And so if that's something you've struggled with, guys, you got to ask, you know, what, what, what is the motivation for you and how you're living? And if it's not him, but it's all wrapped up in you and how you look, how you sound, how you appear, measuring up to parents, expectations, friendships, someone you're with, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Okay. And so what I want us to do tonight is evaluate where we're at with the Lord. And I'm going to have our worship team come up here and I'm going to pray for us. And I want you guys to just um, consider some of these things. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about disconnects in your own life that we all have, right? We all have them at different moments. But what are some disconnects maybe right now in your life that God is literally saying, this is unavoidable for you right now. I I want to do a work in this. And maybe it's something in your own life Or maybe it is healing from a wound you felt from somebody else. And and here's the thing that, that, that like, is so consistent throughout Scripture. Jesus is is a healer, and, and, and he wants to remove consistently, he wants to remove weight off you. He wants to free you so that you can fully live in the life that he's called you to live. But you have to make a choice, right? to let go of certain things.